Hello, and welcome to the Nurse and Midwife Support Podcast, Your Mental Health, It Matters. I'm Mark Aiken, the podcast host for today. I'm the Stakeholder Engagement Manager with Nurse and Midwife Support, and I'm a registered nurse. My guests today are Sonia and Anne. They both work with Nurse and Midwife Support and are committed to supporting the mental health of nurses, midwives and students. Welcome and hello. Hi, Mark. Hi, Mark. Sonia, would you please tell our listeners um, about yourself? I'm a registered nurse. I did my nursing through the university in New South Wales in 1986. Um, It was 1985 that that was the first time that nursing went through the university in New South Wales. I've worked in uh, both hospital and community settings, general nursing, drug and alcohol, worked as a discharge planner, nurse educator, aged care, disability, Aboriginal health, but more um, recently and the majority of my nursing has been in mental health. I've also worked in different states in Australia and also overseas. Thanks, Sonia. That's great and a very impressive um, career history. So thank you. Anne, could you please tell our listeners um, about yourself? Yes, Mark, just a little. Um, I've always been passionate about the care of mothers and babies. Um, I actually trained as a general nurse in the 70s and followed my general nurse training with, with, with midwifery training at the Royal Women's Hospital in Carlton. In I've also done... In Melbourne, yes. Mm-hmm. And I've also uh, worked a lot in uh, emergency nursing, um, alcohol and drug and um, research as well. Um, but the women's had given me a thirst for knowledge and the education uh, and experiences provided were an important part of my life and actually they were the building blocks for my career. Uh, my training was hard, it was difficult, um, quite tiring, quite stressful, but our managers and um, our educators motivated us um, and they supported us to take every opportunity. They were ex-army of course, but absolute leaders in their chosen field of midwifery. Uh, They inspired me um, to be an excellent midwife. Uh, I also took the opportunity to work in the emergency department of the Royal Women's Hospital in Carlton. At this time, there were a significant number of antenatal patients admitted to ED who used illicit substances. Uh, IV heroin was a drug of choice at that time, so substance use for the pregnant woman brought significant issues. Uh, premature births, mental health issues, social issues, domestic violence, just to name a few. Substance use for an, inter, uh, for an antenatal patient was in direct conflict with community perceptions. Um, and so this actually further complicated uh, premature births and demands for high dependency neonates in withdrawal and the increased length of stay. Uh, Management of the withdrawing neonate was a significant issue and as a midwife, maintaining personal good health and wellbeing was paramount. The natural progression for me was to combine both areas of nursing with general emergency training and nursing. Um, But further to that, I also became very interested in the field of alcohol and drugs and the burden of disease and its impact on society. But managing self-care with good mental health practices was very important. Thank you, Anne. What an interesting career you've had and um, great experience. Thank you for the overview. Uh, I'm just wanting to give a a brief overview of nurse and midwife support for our listeners who may not know much about the service. 
Nurse and Midwife Support is the national support service for nurses, midwives and students. Uh, it's an um, 1-800 number, 1-800-667-877, an interactive website, nmsupport.org.au. The service is anonymous, confidential and free. And you can call us about anything you would like support in relation to any time of the night or, or day. So we're, um, we're here for you uh, and we're here to support you. Sonia, why do you think that nurse and midwife support is important to supporting the mental health of nurses, midwives and students? Nurses experience varying levels of uh, stress in their day-to-day their -day working life. And stress over long term can have an effect on your mental health, um, your physical health as well. Indeed. And, um, you know, our stress levels can vary from uh, staffing levels to frequent policy changes um, to compassion fatigue, where we feel varying emotions uh, and pain that our uh, patients and their, fa and their family members experience. Yeah. Um, and we understand this, the, this, this experience of stress and how it impacts them. And it's very important to um, offer support when you're experiencing stress. And that's what we offer. We offer emotional and psychological support, which can help reduce stress. Um, we offer nurses and midwives the opportunity to express and discuss their feelings, concerns and issues. And we're also there to um, hear and acknowledge their achievements as well. Indeed. Thank you, Sonia. I think um, you've given a great overview of what nurse and midwife support is um, able to um, provide for people who contact our service. Mm -hmm. And why do you think nurse and midwife support is important to supporting the mental health of nurses, midwives and students? Mark, I agree with Sonia. Um, nurse midwife support is very important in providing mental health support for nurses, midwives and students. Um, and predominantly because uh, studies suggest that as nurses, midwives and nursing and midwifery students, we can potentially be exposed to high emotional, psychological, cognitive and physical demands um, which may impact on our mental health. So I would say to nurses, midwives and students, if you're experiencing a mental health issue, uh, experiencing a mental health issue, there's a risk it will affect your ability to competently and safely do your work, and this could place you and the public at risk of harm. Indeed, um, I think it's really important that um, people know um, that the service is available to support mental health, and that they actually. Um, access our service early in relation to health promotion and early intervention. And indeed, that's where the service is trying to connect with nurses, midwives and students, so that people get the support they need um, earlier rather than later. But of course, if people are really struggling with their mental health and need our support, we're here to support people with um, mental illness as well while they, um, while they do the work and get the support they need to return their mental health to the place they want it to be. Um, now, in doing the uh, research for this podcast, I, I read a lot about mental health and I was really um, clear that um, there was a difference between mental health and mental illness. 
And I read a, a number of definitions. I particularly like the Headspace definition. Uh, Headspace are the National Youth Mental Health Foundation who are dedicated to improving the well-being of young Australians. And their definition is that good mental health is a state of well-being where you feel able to work and study, feel connected to others, be involved in activities in your community and bounce back when life's ch um, changes and challenges come along. And I particularly like that um, phrase, bounce back. Mm. Yeah, and I think it resonates um, with us as a team in supporting the resilience of the people that we work with and that we support. Um, Sonia, you've worked in mental health nursing for a long time. Uh, what do you think are the key elements in this definition for nurses and midwives? Well, it is important to have a, a sense of satisfaction in your work and study life, as Headspace mentioned. And um, connection is also an important need. And it's important to um, meet these needs as part of well-being. If you tend to push them aside or think you have to overcome them, it um, can affect your mental and, and physical health. Yeah. Um, I think as nurses and midwives, we're good at identifying and attending to the needs of others, but um, we require a little practice in building up the skills, self-care self -care skills, because um, this is what's going to help us in the long term as you, to face and deal with challenges and bounce back. Yes, and it's historically something that nurses and midwives haven't been really good at, mm. is um, self-care. Yeah. And yeah. in fact, I don't remember when I started nursing that we were even taught about self-care. It's something that not many of no. us... <laughs> it's something true. that many of us... It's um, very new. <laughs> um, ...learnt along the way, or some people learn <clears throat> the hard way. Mm. Um, when, you know, life does... Um, um, serve up a curveball mm. and that um, and that they are knocked over by that curveball and then you know need support to bounce back so I think that's a really important point um, and you've um, got a very incredibly varied and extensive experience in nursing and midwifery do you think there are specific challenges for nurses and midwives in relation to maintaining mental health in relation to this definition there are mark there's there are a number of issues that uh, both nurses and midwives, and particularly midwives coming from my perspective, uh, just the usual things of workplace demands, increased workloads, unknown workloads for a midwife, uh, roster demands for everybody, of course, um, CPD, study obligations. With midwifery, there are changes to models of care uh, midwives are also engaging with families. There are community demands for midwives. Moving on then to cultural safety and working sensitively with culturally diverse women. Uh, another area I think is very important uh, is the guiding of partners into parenthood. Uh, I also see that uh, rural midwives face additional challenges, uh, especially with remote community practice. Further to that, there are other very important areas uh, in midwifery, and that is a midwife managing trauma-informed care, grief and loss in maternity, and postnatal depression. Uh, the mental health, uh, mental illness among healthcare professionals is reported as exceptionally high compared to the national average. 
so the physical and emotional demands of nursing and mid midwifery can lead to emotional burnout and burnout's a very important thing for mid midwives to actually identify. So That's a good point, Anne, and I think that's the extension or the other side of... Uh, uh, of well-being is that um, is that sometimes nurses and midwives tip into that that um, space of burnout and then the challenges that yes, relate to yes, that and absolutely. we certainly um, support a number of callers who are in that in that space. So if you um, are feeling that you're burnt out, please um, feel free to give nurse and midwife support a call for support. Uh, Sonia, without giving us names or specific details from talking to nurses and midwives and students on the phones and answering their emails, what are they telling you um, are their concerns about their mental health? Anxiety is an issue talked about amongst students yeah. and nurses and midwives and, and grads, as well as what you were talking about before, burnout and uh, compassion, compassion fatigue. Um, some callers have identified that they've had anxiety and depressive symptoms in the past, but they've managed them well, but due to an increase in stresses, whether they're in their personal life or in the workplace, has, um, they've noticed a slow increase in their anxiety levels and a, a drop in their mood. Yes. So we discuss those, those um, identified symptoms and what, what can help manage them. Um, and you know, a person can live with a mental illness and still have a balanced life and a satisfying life, both personally and in, within their work. Oh, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> through understanding your illness and understanding how to to manage it is is important. Um, just to also mention that if uh, there's a health issue, like, as in a physical or mental or substance use that is affecting and impacting on the safety of someone's practice, um, then notification to APRA voluntary or mandatory is required. Yeah, Yeah, and we get a number of um, calls um, from people who are going through an APRA notification mm. and that's always very challenging for people. It's very challenging, it's very challenging. It, it takes someone uh, quite by surprise and um, it's almost a um, almost stages of grief yes. you know how, how did this happen um, yes. this is my livelihood and so it's just we, we support callers through notifications as well yeah and some of those um, callers are concerned that um, they have a mental health condition and they won't then be able to work as a nurse or a midwife. Mm -hmm. So can you give us a, a bit more perspective on that, Sonia? Um, yeah, as we were saying before, you can, you can still work and live a balanced life yes. if it's uh, well managed. Um, and you identify what the symptoms of your condition are and when, when it's maybe getting worse, yeah. you know. So, yeah, it, it, it's, um, yeah, it doesn't necessarily have to f affect your practice. Yeah, so. I think it's really good to reinforce that point. Yes. Because yeah. a lot of people think that um, that will be the loss of their career Yeah, if they get that notification or they have a mental illness. But if they get the right support and yeah. they get it early, yeah. uh, then they can actually keep working as a registered nurse yes. or midwife. Yeah. yeah. Really important point. Mm -hmm. Thanks, Sonia. And 
Do you think there are specific mental health concerns for midwives? I do, Mark. Uh, uh, further to what Sonia has indicated with nurses, midwives and students, uh, the mental health of midwives uh, is something that, uh, of course, I'm very interested in. Um, midwives actually uh, need to be aware of different things. Um, they need to be aware of not only of their own uh, anxieties, but they also need to be aware of uh, the woman's anxiety during pregnancy. Yeah. This can be a difficult role for the midwife as women can quite often mask their anxiety and stress during pregnancy. Midwives actually have a lot of listening to do. They spend a lot of time supporting mothers, mothers-to-be and their families. And at this time, women are more likely to divulge sensitive information to a midwife, the one, the midwife that they know. Midwives need to provide facts and information in a way that will facilita facilitate uh, a better understanding and support of op options available to them. But as midwives, we also need to nurture ourselves and each other uh, to ensure we're not stressed. If we experience stress, we need to have strategies in place to help us manage. And this self-care allows us to be truly present in one of the most intimate experience of a woman's life. Having a peer, uh, a peer support group allows us to debrief after a critical incident. It also allows us to celebrate that truly brilliant day. Um, the caring nature of our profession and our busy lives may mean we put other people's health ahead of our own. Workplace stresses and demands increase our risk of developing uh, health issues, mental health issues. So we need to take care of ourselves in an holistic way. And this makes our health better and in turn equips us to look after our patients much better. Indeed, and I really like that point you make about celebrating that brilliant day. And I think we need to do more of that in nursing midwifery is give people feedback mm. uh, throughout uh, the shifts that yes. we, we um, are involved in and to support each other as teams mm -hmm. because we can't do this work without... without. Oh, yes. being part of a team so I think it's really important that we give people that feedback so let's um, let's put that out there celebrate <laughs> and uh, those brilliant days yes. and sometimes celebrate those not so brilliant yes, days absolutely. but the days yes. that just go well. go well yes okay thank you Sonia we also support students sometimes yeah. when I talk to people about nurse and midwife support they don't actually know that but we do and um, we really want students to connect with the fact that we're here to support them. So, Sonia, what needs um, do students have in relation to maintaining their mental health that may be a bit different to nurses and midwives? Um, well, from speaking with students, they're experiencing the stress of studying, uh, of working to um, support themselves. Um, they're also facing the challenges of a new career and um, sometimes we can be very hard on ourselves and self-care is a really important skill to have yeah. to develop and build up over time um, and uh, anxiety is often talked about as well it, it, it's natural when you feel overwhelmed with uh, all these stresses and feelings that you experience some anxiety symptoms yes. and um, uh, one of the self-care strategies is um, mindfulness and uh, deep breathing exercises. 
that can help uh, the panic or the anxiety moment pass um, and it, it can ground you and um, it calms the central nervous system down because uh, on placements like you know you're experiencing um, new skills and time management and um, managing those anxiety moments is is very important and compassion is also important for oneself as it does help reduce stress especially if you're feeling insecure about the future and um, I just wanted to say don't forget to use your campus counsellors for yes. students you know counselling from your uni counsellors can help you with problems coping with in your study and uni life yeah. indeed and I think that's great advice Sonia and also I would um, say to students uh, talk to your friends as well mm. and uh, the people that you're studying with because the chances are they're going through similar issues yes. and it's really supportive I think and validating to hear that you're not alone in the, these situations. It makes a big difference knowing you're not alone. Yeah, yeah. does indeed. Thank you. And if a student phoned Nurse and Midwife Support seeking our support for study pressures and related anxiety, how would you assist them? Uh, my exam time is um, can be quite daunting reviewing your lecture notes, um, completing practice exams, all of those sorts of things can be quite stressful. I think as a student, um, we need to actually plan because we have huge workloads. Being ready to tackle your exams from the start of semester, that can be a way of preventing cramming and the stress that comes with it. Uh, on our website, uh, www.nursemidwifesupport.org.au There are a range of exam tips um, which are very simple, things that we've heard before but sometimes we need to revisit these strategies. So the very simple things about being positive, doing a little bit of study every day rather than cramming, organising <laughs> your notes, <laughs> working uh, out a study plan that works for you, being part of a study group uh, is important, planning your exam day and when those days or exams come, having your brain food, taking breaks, sunshine, all those sorts of things and those tips actually are, are very valuable and you can find them on nmssupport.org.au. Oh, that's great, Anne. Thank you. I laughed around the cramming because I think all of us <laughs> could potentially relate yeah. to that. <laughs> yes. So, um, you know, we have all the great advice, but uh, <clears throat> what we um, sometimes do ourselves can be quite different. <laughs> and I think yes. that's really important to for people to connect with mm. is if the, you don't stick to the um, the script around what you should do, it's okay. Mm. Yeah. So just um, get back on it as um, quickly as you can or mm. call us to get some support. There's many tips for maintaining and improving mental health. And when I did the research for the podcast, I connected with many, many of those tips. And many of, of you will know uh, many of those tips and be implementing those into your life and work. I particularly like the 10 tips from the Mental Health Foundation of the UK, the United Kingdom. And it's ukmentalhealth.org.au if you want to have a look at it. And those tips are, I'll list them here, uh, talk about your feelings, be active, eat well, drink alcohol sensibly, stay connected, ask for help, take a break, do something you are good at, accept who you are and care for others. 
which um, nurses and midwives and students wouldn't have any issue with caring for <laughs> others. How, we, you know, how much we care for ourselves, which is sometimes the issue. So, Sonia, what are, what are your thoughts on these tips? Well, talking about your feelings, it's, it's very important um, to talk to someone that you can trust. It can have great benefit and it helps you validate and acknowledging what you're experiencing. And sometimes that can help clarify what you are worried about and what the options and solutions that are available to you. Yeah. Um, being active, active releases uh, endorphins and serotonin, so that improves your mood and helps reduce stress. The other tip as mentioned was eating well. Um, eating is important to your mental health as well as your physical health. Uh, having a diet uh, that has more whole foods and less high sugar level yeah. sugars is helps um, reduces the the effects of feeling tired and the ups and downs in uh, your energy and I think as nurses we have to probably plan more with our food with, yeah. with shift working great like those glycemic spikes that yes have. yeah, yeah. Uh, the other tip was uh, drinking alcohol sensibly. Occasional light drinking is perfectly healthy for most people, but of course, you, um, too much alcohol consumed can damage can occur. Um, stay connected um, with family and friends. You know, it builds good mental health, um, and it's a protective factor against anxiety and depression. Uh, asking for help was the other tip. I sometimes think. Uh, those of us that work in the health profession um, don't seek help and have shame around uh, um, mental health symptoms. Yes. You know, we think it shouldn't happen to us yes. or how did it creep up upon us. I think that's a really, really big point. <clears throat> so, yeah, we don't see that we're actually struggling. Yeah. You know, we are part of the general population where um, in Australia uh, almost one in five people experience um, um, symptoms of mental health disorders. Taking a break, um, I see taking a break just not as a holiday or it can be just a mindfulness break or um, breathing exercise break. Okay, that's yeah, a good way to look yeah. at it. Yeah. That breaks help us reconnect with ourselves. Yeah, refresh. Yeah. Um, doing something good, doing a good act, you know, helping others. Um, Which we're good at. Yes, we're good at that, it, you know, <laughs> and also doing things that you're good at. How good do you feel when you uh, accomplish some an activity you enjoy? And I think um, accepting who you are was one of the tips, really important for reducing stress and anxiety. Um, accepting who you are is self-compassion. This is where we treat ourselves the same way as we would treat a friend. Yeah. We wouldn't be judgmental to someone um, going through a hard time. We'd be there, we'd be supportive for them um, and have empathy. So it's about being kind to yourself when confronted with um, personal failings and, and not judging and criticising yourself. And as you said, taking care of others, we're, we're pretty good at that. But through acts of kindness, it has a benefit to your, your mental, good mental health as well and gives you a sense of belonging. Indeed. Yeah, so they're all very, very good tips. Thanks, Sonia, for um, expanding on those. I think that was really, really valuable. Uh, we've come to the end of the podcast. It's amazing how time flies. Mm -hmm. We've talked about mental health and uh, nurse and midwife support and some of the issues for nurses, midwives and students in relation to mental health. 
We've also introduced 10 tips for supporting mental health. And what advice would you give to a nurse midwife um, who is listening as a first step to accessing support for concerns about mental health? Sonia, what advice would you give? If you do have concerns about your mental health, do talk to someone, um, whether it's talking to your GP or even checking out resources like Beyond Blue, Black Dog Institute or Phoenix Australia, the Centre of Post-Traumatic um, Mental Health. Yeah. And know, most importantly, know that you are not alone and there is help there. It's vital. Thank you. And what advice would you give? Uh, I would say, Mark, it's okay to ask for help. Uh, there's telephone support um, for nurses, midwives and students. There's uh, email support. There are a number of services. Of course, there's uh, nurse midwife support. We have newsletters. Uh, I would actually say that as midwives, um, we're focused on supporting mothers, babies and their families, sharing the most wonderful human experience. So now it's actually time to care for you and nurse midwife support is there to help you. Thanks, Anne. Great advice. So thank you, Sonia and Anne. Uh, your insights have been invaluable and I appreciate your wisdom and your sharing those with our, our listeners. You can find out more um, at nmsupport.org.au or call us anytime, 1800 667 877. We're here if you need support. If you found this podcast useful, please share it with other nurses, midwives and students. Your mental health matters. Look after yourself and each other. We'll see you next time. Thank you.